Hello, everybody. Sierra, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I can hear you too. Oh, I haven't talked to you in so long. I forgot Uh-oh. what it sounded like. <laughs> I used to talk to you every day. So sad. I know. Yay. Well, I'm glad you can hear me and I can hear you. And yeah, I'm glad. Today's about to be so fun. My husband's in there watching the baby and he's wired. So he gets to have fun with that. And you said <laughs> Amelia's asleep right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're good to go. This is mine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I actually had a lot of people ask me about my experience with birth. And then yours is totally opposite. And Mm -hmm. you have another baby on the way. So I'm curious to see how that experience plays out compared to your first one. Yes, me too. (laughs) Today, we shall be talking about, oh, by the way, for everyone that doesn't know, this is my podcast, Chaos Under Control. And I will let Sierra talk about her podcast as well. And I talk about anything and everything on here, parenthood, um, wife life, military life, all the things. And Sierra is a good friend of mine who is a fellow Army spouse and mom. So she gets the life of chaos. But I'll let her talk about her podcast. But today we're going to talk about C-sections versus natural births or just vaginal births, which is what she had. And I had the C-section. So Sierra, introduce yourself and talk about your podcast. Right. So I'm Sierra Myrick. Um, My podcast is Hurting Cats. Um, Basically just dealing with the craziness of being a mom um, and just the struggles of you know, trying to be a working mom, um, being a stay-at-home mom, daycare, breastfeeding, endometriosis. Um, I pretty much try to cover some relatable topics. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. Well, that is exciting. I love your podcast, and you're one of my favorite people. Stetson misses dad. Oh, he, like, we miss him. He's in, like, a depression. He misses his girlfriend, but... <laughs> So here we are with our birth stories. If you are a male or if you don't ever plan to give birth, not sure how much fun you'll find here with today's topic. If you're about to give birth, also not sure how much fun you'll find with today's topic, but here we go. So I've formulated a list of questions, sort of. It's more so just comparing um, one side and the other. So I'll let you go first as far as the first question, which is how did you prepare to give birth? Like once you knew your water had broken or once you knew like, okay, I'm giving birth soon. What did you do for that process? Well, so to really prepare myself for a natural birth before I even, my water even broke, I was watching the rawest birth on YouTube you can possibly imagine. Oh my God. Um, That way. (laughs) <laughs> like, like just right down up in there. I wanted to see exactly what was going to be going on. Um, so, and I also did a lot of um, like positive mindset. So when I, my goal was when my water broke or when I went into labor that I was going to be like, okay, pain is good. So if I'm having a lot of pain, that means it's good. That means the baby's coming. And um, my friend that was with me during labor, I was like, this is what I just need you to do. Like, just tell me I'm doing a good job and that pain is good. (laughs) She's like, Um, okay, got it. Yeah, she's like, all right, you're crazy, but okay. Um, (laughs) And that, I honestly think that's really what helped. Just having a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but really I just I you never know really what you're going in for unless you've done it a bunch of times um so I just was trying to stay calm and prepare myself because literally anything can happen so well your whole pregnancy you were pretty like you weren't like aggressive about it but you were like yeah like I think I'm gonna do this I think I'm gonna try it like you were pretty okay with it and I was yeah. like wow I'm actually gonna give birth like that was all I thought about my whole pregnancy. <laughs> I was like what is going on and when I was at the hospital I was like I don't know if I want to do this anymore and Tyler's like well late for that don't you think yeah <laughs> I definitely that? wanted to try natural um I like I like not having any like medications and stuff um, and our bodies are capable of amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. If I need to tap out, there's always that option. <laughs> true. Very true. So our situations were very different. I got induced because when I was 21, 22 weeks pregnant, something happened with the way he was laying and I was like in crippling pain where I couldn't even get up. And so I went to physical therapy to get him to try to shift and he wasn't, I forget how big they are at that 21 weeks that big then. But when I was 38 weeks, like four days, he did what he did then he did it again, but he was a lot bigger. And it was like, I was in the fetal position in the time. And so mm-hmm. my doctor was like, like it was, it was bad. It was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And it would not stop no matter what I did. And I don't know if I couldn't get him to move or he didn't have room, but it wouldn't stop. And so my doctor said, you know, once you hit 40 weeks, if you want to get induced, we can. Well, I hit 40 weeks and I did the exercise ball. I did. You could have told me to do cartwheels, butt naked down the highway to make the baby come and I would have done it. Like I did, I did everything but castor oil. Like I did everything. I ate stuff. I don't even like nothing worked. And so I ended up getting induced. And when I went in there, I got induced at five. Doctor told me, and I had that pain lasted from 38 to 40 weeks. So the last two weeks of my pregnancy, I was in the worst pain of my life. I cried forever. And when I got there Mm -hmm. at 5am, I was still hurting and I was so ready to get him out. And my doctor told me, he said, I have two planned C-sections for twins So I only have one anesthesiologist on the floor. If you want an epidural, if you don't get it now, you're not going to be able to get it until about eight hours from now. And I was Mm -hmm. in pain for two weeks straight. I was like, there's no way. Come to find out, I ended up having a C-section. So whatever. But I feel you there on having the mindset of toughing it out. And I, if I knew that I could have had a vaginal delivery, I may have. But Mm -hmm. literally no time after my induction, they're like, by the way, he's flipped um, and we're going to do a C-section. Oh, God, that made me so frustrated for you. I was devastated. The only reason I was devastated, first of all, I knew it was the safest way to get him out. So I wasn't upset about that because he's like, he's very monotone, doesn't show emotion, but he's like serious about his job. He -hmm. was like, you know, there are women who try to do it this way, but I'm going to tell you that your baby is not necessarily a smaller baby from what we're measuring. And nine times out of 10, when you try, when they're facing the wrong way, it's very risky and you end up in a C-section. So -hmm. that's up to you. I was like, whatever. And so we had the procedure, but leading up to it, I did like, I bounced on the ball. And then I got the epidural and I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And then 30 minutes later, they're like, Hey, I know you feel good, but it's about to not feel good because you're about to get 
the surprise of your life. And there was the C-section. Mm-hmm. So bringing it on back to you, I already, or you already answered this question, but for people who are either pregnant or about to give birth, considering getting pregnant, whatever, I feel like the number one question is epidural or not. At what point did you decide you didn't want an epidural and throughout your labor process, did you almost consider it or were you just like <laughs> in the mindset? I did. So I, I had decided like right away that I did. Um, like right when we found out we were pregnant and, uh, you know, like all that becomes like real, like you have mm-hmm. to have like a birth plan and figure out, um, real life things. Um, I, I knew right away that I didn't want to like, just jump in and get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to the hospital and I'm being so real, this was my birth plan. I, I don't want an epidural. I'm open to like IV medication, like if I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to touch her right when she comes out. That legitimately was my birth plan. I was like, wipe her up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so they're like, all right, that's interesting. Um, so the only medication I got was a nausea medication and it actually just knocks you out. Um, so oh. I got Phenergan and that helps you not throw up, but it, like I said, it, it knocked me right out. Um, and so I slept through transition. Um, so when the baby's like literally coming down right into the canal, I slept through that. And I was, I was just waking up for the minute of the contraction and then I'd go back to sleep and I was checked at one 30 and I was a three in the morning, (laughs) one 30 in the morning. And so I went back to, I took a shower, went back to sleep at three 50 I was hitting that nurse button so hard and so many times. I was like, get in here right now. Like the contractions are getting to be strong enough. And if this baby is not coming any, like I'm not any further progressed, I want the epidural right now. (laughs) And, and like when she was, the nurse was getting on her gloves, I had my first contraction where I like had to push. Oh my gosh. See, I'm not feeling it. I don't know what it was like. That feeling is so crazy. You have zero control over your body. You're trying to push a baby out, but you're like, what is happening here? (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, but like, I feel like I need to push. And um, she's like, okay, okay, we'll try not to. And it's basically like having to hold a giant pee in. Like, oh, so like, like, what? No, can you make the body not push? Can you like make yourself not push? Are you able to make yourself not push? You have to, like, just, like, let the contraction happen, but not, like, you know, bear down. Yeah. So, while she's doing that, she gets her gloves on. She's like, oh, guess what? You're nine and a half centimeters. (laughs) We're going to have a baby. I'm like, good. Like, in two hours, I went from a three to a nine and a half. Um, And that was the point I wanted to get an epidural. But I was like, you know what? We're already here. Like, because at at the hospital I was at they're like listen you can have an epidural until the baby's head's coming out like as long as you can sit still I was like good to know yeah well that yeah I think that's good too because a lot of people get psyched out because some hospitals won't do it past like a certain like six centimeters or four I don't know and so I think people get so like psyched out by that they get so much pressure they're like okay I gotta decide soon gotta do it you know what I mean 
Yeah. But maybe knowing that you have that time, maybe that helps too. I don't know. That's crazy. I was laying there and I was like, because when I got there and got induced, I was like, I'm going to have to push a baby out. Like what a tampon like fits in there, but a whole kid, like what is that? You know what I mean? Like I was thinking, I was like, how in the world is a child going to come out of there? That was bizarre. And so I kept thinking about that. And I will not say there was a sigh of relief when I found out I was having a C-section because I've never had surgery on anything in my life. I've only been in the hospital when I was born. So that petrified me. But at the same time, I was like, so you mean to tell me I don't have to push a baby out? And Tyler's like, well, they're going to cut it out. I was like, but I don't push it out. (laughs) Like it was just a crazy process for my head to like wrap around. And with the C-section, you get, what is it? A spinal block, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. A spinal but, tap, maybe? I'm not for sure. Yeah, something like that. I was already numb, so YOLO. But that mm-hmm. is, yeah, I've always wondered, like, if your body pushes on its own or if you can, like. It, yeah, it does. And you bear, you pretty much, like, have to bear down, like, you need to, like, take a number two. Oh, gosh. Um, but it is the strangest feeling. But it's so cool, though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want everybody else to give birth in the world, and I think it's beautiful. But, like, I I don't know. Like, now that I've had a C-section, because I literally couldn't convince myself laying in that bed, knowing I was induced, that I was going to literally push a child out of me. I was like, how does my body do it? And then the fact it didn't actually happen, I'm like, so how does it work? I still don't get it. And it's just wild to me. So having not experienced it is so weird. But let's see what else is on my list. Okay, so labor process necessities. I have that. So let's say that because, I mean, for a C-section, you don't have any process. You go in. You, and like, when you schedule it, you go in, you check in, and they're like, hey, in 20 minutes, pulling the baby out. There's no, like, right. beautiful preparation up to the, the lovely birth. That's not how it works. So for labor process necessities, let's say natural birth or just vaginal birth, what do you do in there that really – gets the process going because I only went up to I got to six centimeters fast but I girl and it felt like an hour it wasn't long at all and then Mm -hmm. of course the c-section so you you went through all of it how do you speed it up so I I don't have any like magical advice but I did um Amelia was um facing up so it's called sunny side up Mm -hmm. so when babies are born, they're supposed to be facing down, like looking at your back. Yeah. Um, and so she was face up. So they said if for my body type, if she were to be facing up, it would be horribly painful. And so they had suggested bouncing on a ball. And when I had a contraction to have whoever was there with me push right above my butt crack basically just like right there push on there during my contraction like pretty firm and that would help turn her to face down I'm not sure exactly what it does but I did it and she did she turned so um but I I don't know I basically just stayed calm the entire time um I know some people which is it's very rare for a first-time mom to only be in labor like six and a half hours your whole pregnancy was rare you were like leaking like five minutes after you were pregnant like your yeah was crazy <laughs> you're like a bionic mom or something yeah. yeah so like I know each pregnancy is different I know moms that have been in labor for 36 hours um 24 
like everybody just has such a different birth experience that for me it like I was just like if anybody starts freaking out like just get out of the room yeah I just need to stay focused I didn't want to be stressing out um you know it was already kind of a stressful time Christian was in Afghanistan and his wi-fi wasn't working oh you didn't FaceTime him during your labor no, because oh when God. I got to when I got to the hospital, I mean, I FaceTimed him at the house while I was waiting for Bree to come get me. But when when we got to the hospital, his Wi-Fi like stopped working, oh, and God. so I was like, you know, like I'll just I'm just gonna try and take a shower and take a nap. So I'll try and call you when it's time. You know, if not, we'll just take a video of the whole thing and then send it to you. Yeah. Um. And then my mom and my mother-in-law were flying there from Washington and they weren't there yet. So it was just me and my friend Bree, you know, just mm-hmm. kicking it. And uh, so I just really wanted the whole process to be calm. I didn't want to worry about where our moms were at. I didn't want to worry about Christian's Wi-Fi situation. I was like, let's just focus and take a nap. Um, that's my life motto. Take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, you're literally, your husband's like an ocean away. Your in-laws and your mom are on a plane. You have your friend there. Who's probably like, this chick wants me to keep her calm while she has no epidural. Yeah. We're just going to take a nap. It's all fine. fine. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to highlight that. Go ahead. Like that just seemed to do it for me. Just staying like calm. And through the pain, um, not like freaking out or hyperventilating or anything. Um, but I, like I said, I pretty much napped from, I don't know if you can call these naps because they were long stretch naps. <laughs> um, from <laughs> like, we got to a room around 1030, almost 11. And I bounced on the ball, took a shower, went to sleep until 1.30. I woke up at 1.30, got checked, took took another shower, took a nap until 3.50, when then around 4, we started pushing for a bake. Wow. <laughs> so I just, I don't have any, like, magical Houdini advice on, like, speeding up, but I tell you what, a calm environment helped me a ton. Well, I looked up, so I'm a, what do you call it? I don't know if you would say type A in this sense, but I'm a analyzer like people who say we'll just play it by ear or go with the flow I don't like those people I don't do that (laughs) I like a plan I'm like no no we won't do that because I need a plan and so Mm -hmm. when you're married to someone in the military that doesn't work well so that's a very 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 bad trait to have but (laughs) I was like the whole last week I think I was pregnant I was looking up all the videos about what people did and they would play music and um, they would do like the essential oils or put like the hot washcloth or cold, sorry, cold washcloth on their head and do all that stuff. And so when I got there, I didn't have any of that because I, my labor was so short, but I've always wondered like what all you could do. So I guess if you can take some naps, like you said, and just take some showers, there's naps and showers. That's all you need. I so nobody no- believed me, but I told my mom, my husband and I love like some 70s and 80s rock music mm-hmm. and I told mom I will be playing this while I'm in labor and I did every time I'd go in the shower 
like brown eyed girl would come on up like trying to sing through my contraction and like my <laughs> breath is being taken away but that, my... that, that makes so much sense though because like pain's so much worse when you think about it but mm-hmm. I will say though I know I have a lot of people on this podcast that are nurses that I went to school with and I think one thing that is so good that you can do as a nurse is be that like because my nurses were this way they were that person that's like do you want us to get them out of here like are they okay do you want us to change the temperature in the room like they completely nothing was far-fetched they didn't ask anyone else's opinion if you wanted the whole hospital to hear brown-eyed girl they were going to do it like you know (laughs) what I mean they were just it was very it's nice to know you're in control because Mm -hmm. when I had my c-section that's what upset I started bawling when they told me because I wanted to be in control of that and I've heard so many horror stories because C-sections are a mm-hmm. like birth. And so I was like, I'm not in control of this, which I wasn't. And the healing process really sucked. But yep. that one thing that I loved is like when you're in the room preparing for it, my nurses were spot on. They were like, do you want us to get you more ice chips? Do you need more blankets? What about this? Do you want us to open the windows? Like stuff I wasn't even thinking about. What about the lights? You want them higher or lower? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many little things you can do to just make it better. So there's that. Now I do have a few more points. This one, I'm going to let you go first because mine's a little more sad. So do you suggest for new moms, especially for, they called it the golden hour. I think like that first Mm -hmm. hour after the baby's born or even just your hospital stay after the baby's born. What did you do or didn't do that you regret or glad? explain that little pieces go ahead so yeah um as soon as Amelia was born they gave her right to me um and they're listen they'll listen to her heart really quick make sure she's breathing at the hospital I was at it's as soon as they're born they don't take them and weigh them or do any measurements they do immediately the first hour is skin to skin Um, yeah and so during that hour um, you are doing skin to skin, you're able to breastfeed. I mean, you can do whatever you want in that first hour. Um, it's just, just the two of you doing bonding. Um, and I knew right away that I wanted to breastfeed. And so I, like, as soon as she was, had her mouth all cleaned up, I just latched her right on mm-hmm. and um thankfully she like latched right away but that helped it's a good distraction if you can just get started right away nursing or doing that skin to skin just l- calming them down because while you're doing that they're delivering the rest of what's all inside of you oh yeah they're doing <laughs> delivering the placenta and um they're clamping the cord and you, if you have to get stitches like I did, they're numbing you up and giving you a couple of stitches. Um, but all that, I don't, the only part of the postpartum right after she was born, I remember right after I delivered her was the anesthetic for getting the stitch. And I was like, Jesus, that hurt worse than when I just gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I... I just encourage like moms that are able to have a natural birth or if they have an epidural and they're mobile, um, just get right on whatever. If you're going to be breastfeeding, go for it. If, if you just want to do that skin to skin and just bond with baby, 
go for it. If you want to just hold them and look at them, do it. Um, give yourself that time. Um, it's the probably the only time you'll have just you and the baby where nobody else is touching you. Yes. Um, so true. Yeah. And um, my, so it was me and Brie. And then we had FaceTime Christian for the birth. And then right after she was born, 15 minutes later, after my in-law, my mother-in-law and my mom landed in Denver. So they still had an hour and a half, two hours to get to the hospital. Um, and it was really nice to be able to do that hour of skin to skin. The nurses took her. Then your postpartum nurse comes in, um, shows you how to wash down there, gives you your huge diaper. Um, and then they just brought me breakfast and I just got to eat. And then they put me in my recovery room. Um, there's the one very laid back. It seems like Sierra's you're going to give people false hope. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. When my mom and my mother-in-law got to the hospital, I was like, good to see you guys. You good watching the baby? Like, I'm going to go take a shower. (laughs) Um, cause like I feel dirty, (laughs) Um, and so like I went and took a shower I felt like a brand new woman new moms or that moms that are going to have a baby bring your own towel um, because... for the people in the back yeah. <laughs> the hospital towel is like basically like a piece of like card like flimsy cardboard mm-hmm. um, I also brought like my own um, hygiene products like shampoo and soap and stuff like that um I definitely recommend not bringing a, like, women's um, uh, body wash. Um, Bring baby soap and just wash your body with that. It doesn't sting. But also, I noticed um, with nursing, if I had, like, my own body wash, like, I had washed um, my boobs with it, she would not latch because of the scent. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So um, that really helped. One thing I didn't bring that I wish I would have was my own pillow and my nursing pillow. Because I was like, oh, I don't want to bring a lot of things. And I did not have a nursing pillow. And I had a baby that cluster fed for four hours the first night. (laughs) Girl, we are so... I brought all the things. Tyler's truck looked like we were going on a vacay for two months. And he literally he said, he's like, I don't feel like we need all this. I was like, see, the hospital I gave birth at was like 40 minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. Colorado Springs is so big. And that's the one that my um, OB worked at. And I was like, bro, we're not, you're not leaving me 40 minutes one way to go get a bag of uh, nursing products or whatever I have at home. We're bringing it. We'll bring the front mm-hmm. doormat if we have to. I don't care. Mine was really weird though, because, so I don't know, and everybody's is different with the C-section sucks Mm -hmm. for birth, but you think for a surgery, it's a standard procedure and recovery and it's not, but with mine, I got the epidural. So I think this is why it was this way. But after I had him, first of all, I kept falling asleep and waking up on the table because they give you so much medicine because they're literally cutting you open while you're awake. You don't go to sleep for a C-section, which is terrifying. Nonetheless, so I was wide awake and they cut you open and do all the things. And so I kept falling asleep and waking up. And that's why in the pictures, when Stetson's first born, I look like 
I'm on meth or something. I'm like smiling, but I'm not like because I'm so out of it. I knew what was going on and I wanted so bad to like be emotional. And I cried when he was born. I had shed like two tears and then I fell asleep. But it was, and it literally devastated me for the first like two months of his life that I didn't get the birth experience I want. Mm -hmm. But because that happened, I know now either what's going to happen or can potentially request something different so it doesn't happen. But I will say that, after I had him, I did. Keep, I kept falling asleep and waking up. I had the shakes so bad. I was literally, yep. I looked like I got electrocuted. I couldn't stop shaking. And my whole body from my neck down was numb. When you get your C-section, your whole body goes numb, at least mine did. And so I couldn't move anything. I couldn't move my arms, my fingers. And that's why those pictures of us in the recovery room, I'm in there and Tyler's holding Stetson up against my face because I can't physically hold him myself. And it was that way for like the first four hours and I was shaking. Mm -hmm. I was so cold. I kept falling asleep and waking up and Tyler was trying to get him to latch and because I was laying flat on my back, but I couldn't sit up because my incision was open. It was rough. I will tell you if you plan on having a C-section for whatever reason, or it happens, just know that if the golden hour doesn't go the way you want it to, that doesn't mean that it will keep you from having a relationship and bond with your baby. But I will say I had to fight my butt off to breastfeed and Sierra Mm -hmm. helped me with it. But I truly think that made up for not having that golden hour with him because everyone kept telling me the golden hour is the best. And it is, it's supposed to be, I don't remember any of it. I slept the whole time and Tyler had that time and I'm dead, but don't let that make you think that that determines whether or not you and your baby have a bond. But even if that's your situation and you're falling asleep, whatever, have your spouse, the nurse, your parents, whoever's there, have them keep trying to get the baby to latch because that skin to skin is going to help no matter what. And they'll slowly get it. But it, it took me, how long did it take me to get him to breastfeed? Like two and a half months, probably three. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think I came over when Amelia was, it was right before Christian came home, I think, or maybe shortly mm-hmm. after. So she was at least three months. Yeah, so, it was rough. Yeah. But I, I used a shield. I did everything. And I finally got him to latch. Um, we had to get his lip and tongue tie corrected. And you got Amelia's done too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps a ton. It was, there's a whole thing. Me and Sierra did a whole episode on breastfeeding. You need to go hear it if you have not. But that truly helps. So don't let the golden hour defeat you because I already had my birth experience pretty much taken away from what I thought it was going to be. And then that happened. And after that, by the time I woke up, what really killed me and let me correct everybody on this. I don't want people to think I'm bashing anyone, but what hurt me so much was by the time I was fully awake to hold my baby, every already held him and loved on him. And I had it. Yep. And that's, but I will say that I didn't make that known ahead of time because had I have known now this time around, I'll make it clear. Nobody's holding the baby, but me and Tyler, I don't care 10 hours. That's sorry about it. I didn't know that going into the C-section that any of this would have happened. And they give me that golden hour for this reason. And then after that hour, our family came in, I was out cold asleep and they had FaceTimed family. They told everyone he was born and I I wasn't a part of that. And it really hurt, but it's not their fault. So this time around, family, friends, if you're listening, y'all hang out in the waiting room if it's 12 hours, and I love you mean it, but I'm going to have, and I say this time around like I'm planning on having another baby. That's way down the line. <laughs> but that C-section has me. You don't want to be crazy like me. 
well you had a great birth to be fair mine just kind of traumatized me and Mm -hmm. c-section is no joke and I'm not trying to make light of it my husband had his appendix out and I'm sure that that is rough too but after that surgery you have a child to take care of and it is like for three weeks I couldn't cough laugh I couldn't do anything so Mm-hmm. Sierra has another baby coming. She has a boy, and I'm so excited. So oh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll like be walking through Target and be like, "Uh oh, here he comes! I better go check out." And you'll have him like in your car in the parking lot. And oh my gosh, that would be so horrible. That would be... would sponsor me. They better. They better. I will follow them. <laughs> if not, I will go off. You, I'm telling you, you'll have some kind of crazy. And I heard the second one. This could be wrong, but I heard the second one goes so much faster. That's I what I heard too. I was one. like, oh no like you're literally gonna be like okay he's coming in five minutes and I just felt my first contraction like that's gonna happen (laughs) it's gonna be the wildest thing so that is just it's so different though like obviously our birth stories were different but there's so many different forms of like c-sections and vaginal births so that's what's crazy to me now what would you say I or you already said your hospital stay overall oh like you said the towels and stuff I also recommend I brought my own pajamas so I can oh, breastfeed yes. him. The pajama gowns in the hospital, I was so, they tie in the back too, which is annoying. But, or at least the ones did where I stayed. But I mm-hmm. brought my own pajamas and it was so nice. Yes, so and nice your own blanket. Yes. Having stuff that felt like mine. I like staying in my own bed anyway. So having stuff from my bed really helped. Also, if you're a husband or a spouse or whatever, I did not want Tyler to leave me. I think he did and his mom stayed for a while. But I have, don't you judge me for saying this, Sierra, I have this irrational fear. This was my fear going into the hospital, not giving birth, but that because I've watched so much criminal minds that like the janitor was going to come in my room, like with the key and like take the baby and hide it or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I've seen that on criminal minds. I was like, he's going to take him and hide him and I'm going to have to give him all this money to get Stetson back. Like it was ridiculous. And that's what I was worried about. And Tyler's like, I'm going to go pee. I'm like, well, bring your mom in here. I can't be in here with the baby by myself. She'll have to fight off the janitor if he comes in here. <laughs> so if you have any irrational oh. fears ahead of time, talk to your spouse and address that so they don't think you're let them know you're serious. Yeah. Okay. Now going on down the list to my last point, would you, and I feel like yours is yes, but would you do your birth the exact same? And if you would change anything about it, what would it be? Like this time around when you give birth, what will you change this time? Oh, I'll, I will definitely be trying to do my birth the same. Um, I would probably be bringing some snacks. Um, I, I don't know if there's really anything I would change. Um, I know this time will be a little more, bit more different. I'll have my husband there with me. Um, I'm pretty sure my mom and mother-in-law are wanting to be in the room. And, um, my only thing is going to be, if anybody starts freaking out, you're getting kicked out. Um, but I, (laughs) they can eat pipe down. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I would really change anything. Um, I mean, it just, I had a horrible pregnancy and I just felt really blessed to have just such a smooth delivery. Oh, yeah. 
that I'd be so mad if I were you to have a rough well my pregnancy was rough and then I was like yay a c-section icing on the cake but to go mm-hmm. natural it had better be good after the pregnancy <laughs> had or I'd be I'd be suing God I'd be like you need to get it together and stop being mean to me I'm trying yeah, I was sick until I was 32 weeks puking hospitalized three times and then the week before Amelia was born is when I was hit by a drunk driver and so I was like can anything else go wrong all while your husband's gone yeah so it just was really great maybe I don't know get some candles Ooh, I don't know I probably will try and bring like my own pillow and a blanket for while I'm just laying there if it goes like it did last time mm-hmm. um but I also am switching so I'm strictly on a midwife team this time um at Fort Carson I was with a midwife majority of my appointments but they just are like oh well whoever is available that's who you'll see um so this time I'm being with strictly a midwife team and a midwife will deliver this baby now, what so, do, you, do you prefer midwives over doctors? Yes. The one thing that drove me so nuts about my whole labor process was every single time a nurse came in, she would ask me if I wanted an epidural. After I said, I don't want one. If I need one, I'll ask for one. Yeah. And so it was like, are you sure you don't want an epidural, honey? Like, we can still get you an epidural. I'm like, I will cut you. Like, can you just back off? <laughs> and girl, um, lady. <laughs> Yes, I'm like, lady, I am so good. Like, just go away. Um, but so th- a midwife is just very more personal and like relaxed and just like just is there to help you feel comfortable naturally. Mm-hmm. So um, it does sound a little granola, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Um, I had an amazing midwife that I did see for majority of my appointments in Colorado. And so I see my first midwife um, for my next appointment and I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm excited for you. See, the thing too, I understand you had medical reasons to want to have your kids closer in age, but mm-hmm. I, I was always fine with like a one or two year age gap between kids. But after the C-section, <laughs> they tell you to wait as long as possible. I forget. What is it like 18 months at least to have the chance of you back? Is that right? Oh, something like that. Yeah. And I don't know that I could, I don't know that I'd want to, but I want to at least give myself that option. And oh, so yeah. I, that's one reason I'm like, no, I really want to wait really want to wait just because to have that taken away and it wasn't like we sat down at an appointment he said you're having a c-section like I went in there and I'm like okay I guess I gotta do this don't know how it's gonna happen and then he's like just kidding you're not I didn't even have time to process it and the recovery was so bad so Mm -hmm. I want to give myself that time also I think that when you have a rough pregnancy assuming it would be that way the next time like it was this time there's something so rewarding and you can vouch for this when you're in control and you're like you know what there's going to be pain no matter what but I want this to be beautiful and organic and special and empowering for me so to be able to say that would be so nice because I had a lot of people tell me 
you need the epidural if it comes down to it. So you're not tired. You know, when your baby's born, you can enjoy them. That's why you get the epidural. When in reality, I slept because I had so much medication in my body from the C-section. I slept for four hours and didn't enjoy him. Do you know what I'm saying? Here's, so, here's the reality. Is that you're going to yeah. be tired regardless. You oh, just yeah. pushed a, you know, giant child out of your crotch. Like, your body is exhausted. <laughs> She's like, there's labor. <laughs> regardless of if you have an epidural or not, you're going to be exhausted. Your body just did an amazing crazy thing and I mean I was I was exhausted I felt really great after I had her you know I was up and walking around and I was like let's have some coffee and everybody can come visit but you know what I was still tired but that's just the reality of it motherhood I'm still tired (laughs) yeah it's just like the next 18 years you're just going to be tired Mm -hmm. it's I really think it's all about what your body can handle and, you know, I've had two major abdominal surgeries and my shoulder rebuilt all before I was 20. So I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but not everybody does have pain tolerance. Some people cry when they get a sliver. It's like you just have to listen to your body, but know that your body is made to do this. That's the thing, too, is that. Like when you pointed out like that, I just know from here on out, like whether it's a VBAC or not, I don't want people to go into the, uh, what is it? Not the operating room, the hospital and say, oh, well, I can get an epidural. Everything will be fine because I had that mindset. I was like, you know what? My body's going to do this. It's fine. But if not, I can get an epidural when in reality I had a C-section and I had, I done a vaginal birth with no epidural, I wouldn't have had three and a half weeks of miserable recovery literally Mm -hmm. trying to take care of a child that I was in so much pain myself. Whereas a vaginal birth more times than not, especially without epidural, you don't have that at all. Like you leave the hospital and you're okay. I was in so much pain. So I don't, I don't think people realize that they put so much emphasis on, and I'm not saying epidurals are wrong. I got one. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but they put so much emphasis on if epidural, all the pain's gone, everything's fine. You have all this energy without an epidural it's miserable so for you to tell them like hey no it's not it's good for people to hear that I think so it's you're one of the minorities you're the stronger ones yeah, yeah and like <laughs> I you got to be strong you're one. in control of how you want to labor and all that thing honestly like the baby's the one in control if, yeah, exactly. if that baby wants to flip and be breech or wants to face the wrong way like the baby's in control the baby's gonna come when the baby wants to come so you like you can't you can't really you can only control so much um and you know there I truly believe that if I would have gone into this like delivery and was like oh my god like I'm freaking out I don't have any family and my husband isn't here like what if I die you know (laughs) you could be like freaking out and making your body tense and stress and just causing unnecessary worry I truly just believe that like and it's probably the crunchiest thing but like if you're just positive and you know like just trying to go with the motion of your body like I just feel like that will help so much oh yeah and to actually touch on that to kind of close it out 
when you go in there, if you, your whole pregnancy, are like, I want natural, I want natural, blah, 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 that's fine. But if you get there, like, if it would have, if I would have had the chance to have a birth without the C-section, I would have done it. But it wasn't the safest way. And I trust after everything he told me, decently old. And he's been doing this for a while. And I trusted him. Mm-hmm. And to know that the C-section was the safer way, don't fight that. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying you know what I mean? Just know that you need to have your baby's best interest at hand. And if it comes down to it and they're like, look, you're probably going to end up in a C-section for this reason, this reason. And they feel that that's the best thing to do. Just know that be okay with your birth plan changing. A lot of yeah, people absolutely. get wrapped up in their birth plan. And then when it changes, they get so much. Ang- this is my plan. It could change, but if I'm in control, this is how it'll be. Does that make sense? Yeah. And actually I, I just told him this is what my plan is, but whatever makes the baby delivered safely, I'm totally game for that. Like I had mentioned previously, having two serious abdominal surgeries, I was like, if I have to have a C-section, sweet, put me under. I am like totally okay with sedation and having to be put under and cut open. Like I've just done it so many times that I'm like, whatever gets the baby here safely. Um, but I was still like, hey, you know, if we can do this, then let's do it naturally. Yeah. And but you sure. definitely have to be flexible. That's like being a parent. Being a parent is just being about flexible in general. Also, this is so huge with this. And I think you can completely understand where I'm coming from. Don't let other people's birth stories tell you what you should or shouldn't do either. Like, yep. just because your mom is like, and I'm not saying your mom, I'm just saying whoever's, mm-hmm. whoever's in-laws or moms are like, well, when I gave birth on the farm back in 1400, I didn't do that. So why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Those ignorant yes. people, they're like, well, I didn't do it this way. Well, guess what, Gertrude? It's not your birth today, is it? Nope. So back up. People are just going to always say you're crazy or you need to do this or that. Um, you know, as a mom, and I, it's so unfortunate to have to hear about it and also see people dealing with it that they're, you know, the people don't like their birth plan or people don't like the decision, you know, or alterations that they're making to their newborn. Um, people don't like that you're breastfeeding. People don't like that you're giving formula. I, as strongly as I am for breastfeeding and that it's can be successful, you know, there's all these different things to try and, you know, it can be possible. Um, you know, I feel like and in, in especially like you, Emily, you had literally tried everything. And then you're like, you know what? We're just going to switch to formula. And, and think- that's totally fine. But it's so annoying that moms get like bashed for whatever choice they make. Like, is it your kid? Did you push it out of your hoo-ha? I don't think so. Zip your lips. Exactly. <laughs> and like whether it is breastfeeding formula or whatever, the part that killed me was I was still defeated like two months after, but I finally told myself I all I could do as bad as I wanted it. I did all I could do. And he was literally, he wasn't starving, but he was hungry. And when he finally got a bottle of formula that I'm telling you, and I talked to a friend of mine, her baby had the same situation. You could tell they were just hungry and my body wasn't doing it. And when he had that bottle of formula, that sleep, he had that, content he was full yeah Yeah, because he had had that before breastfeeding earlier on and then when my Mm -hmm. supply just died and I couldn't get it back 
that sleep he had, I was like, he's full, he's content and he's thriving right now. So whether you have the C-section or natural, or you want the natural birth and you give into the epidural, it doesn't matter because you still have a human to raise and you're going to fail and succeed at that so many times that no matter how perfect or bad your hospital story is, human to raise for 18 plus years story is going to make or break how you raise your child so Mm -hmm. sierra is my go-to person for literally everything photography birth breastfeeding (laughs) military stuff she is an encyclopedia of all things in my life (laughs) so if you ever appreciate that (laughs) yeah just harass her like i do and she'll low-key be like yeah like you could so go on youtube and find this i'm like yeah i could and then the next day hey how do i do this and (laughs) she just told me it's on youtube and here i am so Anyways, I'm always excited to talk to you. And we are now on a three hour time difference instead of like a minute drive apart. So podcasts are few and far between together. But I do totally think that either before you have your baby or after you're settled in and all that, we should talk about how things are going and preparation leading up to having your baby. And of course, when he's here, we can talk about how it is being a mom of two and all that jazz. So Anywho, I will let you run, and I need to go run. I'm pretty sure my husband is losing his mind with the baby being hush run right now. So <laughs> it's so good to talk to you. You too. And everybody, check out her podcast. She has a beautiful one. Hurting cats. Hurting cats. Amen. All righty. Well, it's so good to talk to you. Y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon, Sierra. You too. Bye.